בסייעתא דשמיא נעשה ונצליח, בשיעור זה נביא בזכות הרב ניסים יגן בן רחל, that learning his teachings, that the shiurim will be not existent without him, without his Torah, without his, how great he was. So it's going to be Le'ilu Nishmad, Eliezer Cohen Ben Angela, and Le'ilu Nishmad Nathan Ben Zoya, and also Le'ilu Nishmad Fegi Bat Rivka, and also for Rifro Shlema, for Chaim Hilel Ben Rivka. And also for I'm excited to do tshuva shlema b'karov. Now, after shacharit, we say kiddush again. We say kiddush for Friday, for Shabbat night. Now we're saying it again for Shabbat morning. We say the kiddush and we eat the second meal. Now before we do the kiddush, we wait for a geffen. We had a couple of passages from the Tanakh and the first one, first passage that we start with is Tehilim Chav Gimel, which is Psalm 23, which is Mizmor Ledavid Hashem Roi Lo This passage is started with Sfaradim for the first passage. The Arizal says that, says that there's a connection between this this Tehilim and the meal. Why well, he says that in this in this passage in this Tehilim it says it has 57 words in this Tehilim, and 57 is the numerical value the gematria. Of zan, which means nourishment. That's why you say, "Hakel azan otanu in berkat hamazon." You say the word zan. Zan is nourishment, so that's the numerical value of 50, 57. How many words is in, is inside Mizmor David? And it also contains 227 letters inside this tehillim, which is the numerical value of bracha, which is a blessing. And Arizal also says. That whoever says this Tehilim and lives by what it says, says he's going to see blessing throughout his life. And the second passage, which Ashkenazim start with, is Im Tashiv. It's Im Tashiv Mishabbat Chagrecha. Read the English translation. If because it is Shabbat you restrain your foot from accomplishing. Your, your own needs on my holy day if you proclaim Shabbat a delight Hashem's Holy One honored and you honor it by not making your ways and seeking your needs or speaking about them then you will delight in Hashem and I will mount you astride the heights of the world and I will provide you with the heritage of your forefather Yaakov now some laws for Shabbat are learned out from this from this passage, and there are many, unfortunately, uh, even even observant Jews who are either unaware of these laws that are learned from this, 
or they know it, but they say they treat it lightly. They say, you know what, it's just stringency or whatever. This is just for big rabbanim or something. What do we learn? What's a couple of things we learn from this? It says, and you honor it by not uh, by, by not making your ways and seeking your needs or by, or speaking about them. So, and you honor it, meaning that. On Shabbat, you wear special clothes, you wear special garments to make it a special day. If on the regular weekday you wear a regular suit, on Shabbat you wear a much more expensive suit. If you on the regular, on the weekday you wear a t-shirt and simple things, wear a suit. Even if it's not the best quality, it's a good suit, wear it. Whatever you can to up your game, up the game of the, of the garments from the weekday. And by not making your ways, meaning that what we learn from here, we say that the walking on Shabbat has to be different from the way you walk on the weekday. Meaning you cannot run, you cannot, you know, make big big footsteps. For mitzvah purposes, you could do. Why? Because we see in the next part, it says, and seeking your own needs. Meaning that your own needs, your own things are forbidden. You're not allowed to do it. But for mitzvah purposes, they're allowed. So you're able to run to the shul or run to Beit Midrash to learn. Next, or speaking about them. We learned that speaking on Shabbat has to be also different from the week. You have to do it in a, you have to have a speech, in a, a specific speech for Shabbat. You cannot just speak about anything. Now some people, they get up on Shabbat, they, they, they get dressed up on Shabbat only whenever they go outside to the shul, only whenever they, to, they go outside to be guests at someone else. But whenever they are home, they, whatever, they, in their very, very comfortable pajamas or in their house clothes, you know, they're wearing clothes that are not, you wouldn't wear in front of, in front of the king. But we over here, we have, we have the Shabbat queen. These people don't know that we get, we get dressed up for Shabbat. We don't get dressed up for other people to see us. How we have the new, the new nice suit. We go, we put the clothes, Shabbat clothes, wherever it is, whoever sees us. And the second halakha, we learned that running is not allowed on Shabbat. Running is forbidden on Shabbat. Why? Because Shabbat, as we learned, is a sanctuary. It's one of the sanctuaries. If you try to run in a very holy, in a very important place, for example, if it's like in the Congress building, you're running over there. They're gonna say, "Excuse me, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? This is not a baseball field that you're running around, you know, playing tag. What are you doing? You have to have some respect for the place." The same thing for Shabbat. Shabbat is a, is a sanctuary. You wouldn't run in the Beit HaMikdash. Same way you don't run on Shabbat. Now speech. Speech has a lot of power. It's very, very powerful. How do we see this? Hashem created the world with ten sayings, ten utterances. He said, let there be. He said, Yehi. He said, let there be. 
And that's how he created the world. He created the world with, 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 with sayings. So that's how much speech has great power. Uh, we, we can use our speech in a way that's allowed on Shabbat. And what's this way? That whenever we say Vayichulu, we become partners with, with Hashem in the creation. And, uh, and also, whenever we do Kiddush, we also sanctify the day. We make the, we, we make the holy day, we say that it's Kadosh, making the Kiddush. And we can also see that our speech can build or destroy uh, families, even even the Olamot, the, this world and the spiritual worlds. This world and Olam Abba. We can destroy our Olam Abba just by saying one one small little something stupid about something. You can embarrass someone, Chasu Shalom. It could be used for mitzvot, for studying Torah, for tefillot, for praying, and also giving encouragement. You give chizuk to someone, and also for for constructive criticism. Whenever you're being mochiyas someone, this is a mitzvah. Or Chasu Shalom, we can use it for very 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 big avilot use it for very big sins use it for gossip slander lying cursing calling people names insulting them it's a very bad speech and these things are not just a surah on Shabbat they're a surah for the whole week but especially on Shabbat whenever you're saying on Shabbat you're defiling your mouth with these words it's like putting idols inside the inside the temple inside the Beit HaMikdash putting Abu Dazara on Shabbat there's additional restrictions other than this on Shabbat it says as we said that it has to be different from the weekdays that even though these things are are forbidden on the weekdays so we have extra halakhot on Shabbat. Halakha for Shabbat doesn't allow, it's, it's, it's asur to talk about plans for the week that involve some type, some type of thing that's asur for Shabbat. Some type of labor that's forbidden on Shabbat. A few examples is that if you're saying, I'm going to drive to this place, to such and such town, or I'm going to go shopping, or you know, call me tomorrow or something. Or you know what? It's a very nice suit. Where can I buy one like you? You cannot say these things. But some people, Rabbi again brings. He says some people they they think that automatically they could get like a loophole. It's like a little trick. It's a little technique that we could do. That's gonna make it loud. It's gonna make it. Of course, it's a mitzvah. What do they say? Say you know what? We shouldn't be talking about this on Shabbat. But you know this and that. It's like people saying, you know, I shouldn't be saying Lashonara, but you know, this guy, he really, he just spoke Lashonara, and even, people make this, they, they play with themselves, thinking that they could make a certain way allowed, certain thing allowed, by just saying, you know, we shouldn't do this, but, so, this is, it's, this is not just the stringency, this is Mamash, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just like, trying to, Trying to keep the atmosphere of Shabbat. This is mamash asur. This is this is very strictly forbidden. Now, beyond the prohibitions, beyond 
the things that are asur, there's even higher levels of giving honor to Shabbat with the power of speech. In the Yerushalmi, it speaks about how the Chachamim, they were, they were thinking, how is it possible? Is, is, are we able to permit saying the word Shalom Saying hello to the, the way of saying hello, which means uh, which means peace. Shalom means peace. Are we able to say shalom on Shabbat, on this holy day? Say so why? Because it's it's it may be too much talking. In the end, they said, you know what? Since shalom is one of Hashem's words, Hashem's names, you could say it because it's praising Hashem while you're saying it. And not only that, also for shalom bayit, shalom for the people. You're keeping. You know harmony around with with the people, so they permitted it. This is in the you could see this in the Tosfot in Mesechet Shabbat 113b, and also you could see another thing in the Tosfot. It says in other ways that we another way that we could honor Shabbat is we can't talk excessively excessive things we can't talk. That it says in the Tosfot. It says that one time Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, one time heard his mother speaking a little bit more than what was supposed to be said on Shabbat, what was necessary to say. Such he was saying something asur, something you know that was like idle talk. She was just saying a few more things, you know, a few more words that she needed to say. Where Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai came over to her and said, "Ima, I'm sorry, it's Shabbat." Right away, her ma- his mom understood and she was quiet. Is that what it's supposed to be? The one time, Rav, Rabbi again brings a personal story actually that happened to him on Shabbat. That one time he brought a friend to his home, to his parents' home on Shabbat. And his friend was talking to his father about, yeah, that he, he, has, a, he has a store and and this... and. This person he had a he had a store and one time an Arab guy came and tried to steal something and he caught the Arab guy and he was wrestling with him to try to take back the thing to try to take back what was stolen and he was talking about it with his with Rabbi Gin's father and the whole family that night Rabbi Gin had a dream Rabbi Gin's father had a dream and in the dream he was being really Harshly rebuked by Sh- by Shemaim for having such talk on the table. He woke up for nets. Uh, we usually wakes up before nets, and he felt, how could I talk? How could I do this? He felt so terrible, so bad. He stopped. He read Tehillim. He said, "I'm sorry for how could." Dishonor Shabbat like that. He went to the whole family and he says, he said, he asked everybody, please, everybody, be careful for how you speak on Shabbat, uh, on, uh, on Shabbat. Please be be careful. And it wasn't something that was forbidden, something forbidden. It was just something that it was it was weekday speech. It was something that you say on the weekday. So this type of thing. Rabbi Gin's father was told by Shammai, why did you say this on your table? Why did you allow this thing to be said on your table? On Shabbat. 
on Shabbat we have to understand that we have to stay focused on things that make a difference things, things that is Hashem gave us Shabbat because we have to get closer we have to be more holy get more closer to Him so we have to focus on tefillot on prayer on tehillim on songs for Shabbat on learning Torah and doing mitzvot can't do all these extra talk, all these extra things. Now, of course, you can't, you have to, you have to, let's say if you have guests, you have to still show interest to your guests, you know, to ask how this specific person, how is this person feeling, how is this child feeling, I heard and didn't feel well. This type of thing is considered mitzvah talk. This is a thing that's a mitzvah to speak about. But you can't just be carried away and speak about, you know, how was, uh, how was the, the Nets game, how was the this, so you can't speak about these things. Now, Rav again brings a mashan. He, gives, he brings like a certain type of thing. What's similar to? He said Shabbat is like a yichud room with Hashem. It's the one time that you're together alone with Hashem. So how can we dare to speak about something mundane like this? Some things that have no, nothing to do with it, with anything. So imagine a bride and a groom just got married. They finished the wedding. Everything was beautiful. Then they're going home, and this is the finally the time that they're by they're by themselves. They're by themselves. No one's with them. It's all they're private right now. And it's such a special moment. She looks at him. She says, "Oh, what beautiful shoes you have! I love your shoes. Where'd you buy them? Can you buy my father one?" He's saying like, "What in the world? This is this is what she's thinking about right now. She's gonna say, I'm so happy to be. I'm so happy to be married to you. She's thinking about my shoes right now." You have to understand that there's a time and a place for everything. It's not the time. So same way, Shabbat is not the time to speak about weekday stuff. The next passage of the of the of the Kiddush starts with Vishamu. Vishamu Vnei Yisrael the Shabbat. And the children of Israel shall preserve the Shabbat to maintain the Shabbat for the generations as an everlasting covenant between me and the children of Israel. Is it a sign? It is a sign for all time that in six days Hashem made the heavens and earth, and on the seventh day He abstained from work and rested. Now, what does it mean, Vishamru? Vishamru is they shall preserve, but it also means that they have they kept it in mind. It's always they they the whole entire week. Sundays are they're like I miss Shabbat. Is it Shabbat already? He starts thinking, is today Thursday? Is today, I want to, tomorrow to be Shabbat so I could already, you know, have that thing that's like Eir of Shabbat. I feel so happy. You, also, you always have to have it in your mind. You know, it's a sign. It says in the, in, the, in the passage, it's a sign. What's a sign? Shabbat is a sign on the, on the store. On the storefront, it's a sign. What does this mean? What does this mean? What is it like? If a Jew, he sins. People sin. As long as he keeps Shabbat, the sign is still up on the store. So to speak, he's still he's still in business of being a Jew. He's still in business. He says, "I'm still a Jew." Why? Because I keep Shabbat. This is the sign that I'm a Jew. But if Chas he desecrates Shabbat, he breaks Shabbat publicly, 
what does he do? He takes down the sign and he says, I'm no longer in business of being a Jew. I closed my business, it's shut down. And what does that mean? He has Mamash, the same status as a Goy, as a Gentile, in a many, many halakhic, halakhic uh, things. Many, many halakhot, he's considered a Goy. We cannot count it from many things. It's very sad. People understood this, they would go crazy. What do you mean? I'm a, I'm a Jew. No, you're not. But wait, I want to be a Jew. How can I be a Jew? Keep Shabbat. Now there's a word. The next, the last word in the in the passage, it says "vayinafash," which is rested. Vayinafash, it comes from the word "nefesh." Nefesh means a soul, which comes. To, it 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 is a hint to the extra soul that a Jew gets when Shabbat comes into the world. Yochaim also says a has a commentary on this. And he says that Hashem created heaven and the earth, created the whole world, the whole everything. He created it to only last six days. But every time that Shabbat comes in, Hashem gives a sort of soul, sort of like life force to the world that will keep it going for another six days. So Shabbat provides the world its its soul. The, the very existence is because of Shabbat. If every single week someone comes over to you and says, you want another week? Here you go. You're going to love this person. You're going to say, listen, anything you want. The Shabbat gives the world another six days for it to exist. And the Zohar also comes and says that the abundance of brachot and everything comes down on Shabbat for the next six days of the week. Now many Jews, unfortunately, they consider themselves traditional. I'm tradition, you know, I like to keep what I what, what I enjoy. But Rav Yagen always says, Our, our religion is not, uh, you know, something that's just comfortable. We do what's comfortable for us. What do they do? What do the people, traditional people do? They go to their house, they do Kiddush, and then they get into the car and drive off. These people that do things like this, they do things like that, like that type of thing. It's like a, 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 a child that goes over to his ima, his mother, and he gives a nice kiss on her cheek. He says, ima, I love you. And then what does he do? He, get, he takes Ziver and gives her one nice slap on the head. He gives her one, one kiss on one cheek and then another slap on another cheek. She says, I thought I thought I loved you, I thought you loved me. I don't love you. Dah, another hit. Ma the mother wants this type of kiss, wants this type of love. Shabbat wants this type of kiddush. Who are we joking? So now there's another passage that's recited by by the Ashkenazim, but Sfaradim admit uh, omit it. They we don't say it. We stop Right here, Bashkanazim say another pa another passage, and it's called Zachor. Zachor at Yom Shabbat Lekutsho. Now, goes remember the Shabbat day to sanctify it. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, 
But the seventh day is Shabbat for Hashem, your God. You may not do work. You, your son, your daughter, and your servant, and your maidservant, your animals, and the convert who is within your gates. For in six days Hashem made the heavens and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and He rested on the seventh day. Therefore, Hashem blessed the Shabbat day and sanctified it. Now, it says, remember the Shabbat day to sanctify it. What does it mean, remember it? As we said, remember it all week long. Sunday comes, oh, Shabbat. I can't wait until Shabbat. What do you mean, Shabbat? Just, no, I want Shabbat again. Always looking for Shabbat. You look, you find something nice, you find a nice food, you find a nice snack. Oh, I'm going to keep it for Shabbat. What do you mean? It's Sunday. It's going to probably get back. Hopefully it doesn't. If it does, whatever, I'll just buy another one. Six days, you should do labor and do all your, and do all your work. Rashi comes and explains that when Shabbat comes, you should fulfill, you should feel that all the work that you had throughout the week is all finished. It's all completed. Take it, put it out of your mind. Even if it, Mamash, you're in a deep lawsuit, but to get Chassidim so bankrupt doesn't make a difference. Shabbat comes, it's out of my mind. I can't deal with it anyways. It's out of my mind. Get a nice break. Calm down. Shabbat, everything gets pushed aside. It's only you and Hashem right now. You have to forget about all these type of things and focus on spiritual things, spiritual matters. The seventh day is Shabbat for Hashem, your God. Now, the real question, whenever we eat, whenever we sleep, whenever we do some type of enjoyment for Shabbat, do we just eat like a like a like we never saw food before in our life do we sleep the whole entire day just came back from show we finished our meal that's it we're going to sleep until mincha if that's the case then listen we're just doing it for ourselves we're not doing it for Hashem but if we take that that food we take the enjoyment that we have for Shabbat we take that even sleep that even that rest that we have for Shabbat we take it and we go learn Torah we take it and we read Tehillim we elevate the physical thing that we just did, that we that we eat, that we sleep, that we take and enjoy times with our family. We take it and we have gratitude to Hashem and we try to get close to Him as much as possible. Then it's going to be the Shabbat is for Hashem, uh, for Hashem our God. Hashem blessed the Shabbat day and sanctified it means he, he sends, He showers so much brachot on us if we, if we keep Shabbat, if we observe Shabbat. Now this verse, this verse is a very special verse. This verse is the fourth commandment, which says, Zachot Yom HaShabbat Lekotsho. Now there are some people that believe in the Ten Commandments. They believe in it strongly. Of course, even the Goyim, the Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments, and they think fulfilling him, I'm fulfilling the Ten Commandments. But what do they do? They don't keep Shabbat. Actually, if you even look at it, keeping Shabbat is number four in the Ten Commandments. It's right after Anuchi Hashem, which is I am I am God, and then. Don't have any other gods. It's right after that. 
which actually it becomes right before. It becomes before honor your father and mother. You should not murder. You should not commit adultery. It comes before them. Which is more important. There was one time a story with the Nisimi again. The one time he had a very, very interesting and a fire discussion with someone. So one time when she was speaking to a brigade, paratrooper brigade, and there was a lieutenant over there that started mocking him. Ah, you religious people don't know anything. You don't know how hard it is. You don't know how this it is. You don't know anything. And he didn't even. Rabbi again didn't even do anything to him. Just because he was, just because he was a Jew, just because he was religious, went all out on him. So Rabbi again understood that he said to himself, he says, you know, I need electric shock, a boom in his heart to wake him up. He went over to him and he says, Habibi. In the next world, they're going to put you next to Yasser Arafat. The guy says, what? What do you mean? How can you say this? He said, Miskin Arafat, poor guy. What do you ever do so bad? What do you mean? This guy was a murderer, a killer. What's a, what does it say? What does it say not to kill? Maybe it's something good. Maybe it's a good thing. He says, where does it say? They said, where does it say not to? In the Ten Commandments, it says, don't kill. It says, Lot Tirzah. Rabbi again answers him. He says, in those same Ten Commandments, that it says, Lot Tirzah. In the same Ten Commandments, it's written, Zachot Yom Shabbat Likacho, Mechalalea Motumat. The desecrators will put, be put to death. Hashem will punish Yasser Arafat. The Arafat is going to say, you violated number number six. And to you, to you he's going to say, you you violated number four. To number six he say you violated Lotir Tzach. To you he's going to say, you violated number four. Number four. Two before that. Zachot Yom Shabbat Yom We have to think for a moment. What's the difference if someone violates number seven, six, five, or four? There's no difference. Same Torah, the same place that it wrote, that it's written. Don't kill. Don't Don't commit adultery. It's also written. Zachot Yom Shabbat Kedusha. You can't. Take whatever we want, cut away pieces from the Torah, whatever is comfortable for us, we keep. Whatever is not, we throw in the garbage. How much? How many letters in the Sefer Torah does it need for it to be considered pasul? For it to be considered not usable? One one letter. So how many holes in our heart does it take for it to be considered pasul? For it to be considered nothing? One hole. No mitzvot also. One mitzvah is enough 
to lose Olam Abba. Bezat Hashem, we will be zoche to do Tshuva Shlema. Bimera Bameno Amen.